and hello everybody welcome back to another episode of cape time and we are here to discuss eternals we both just saw the movie last night emotions are running high and we both we're both aligned with this movie man we both have similar thoughts a lot of similar feelings and i'm into it he's into it we both really liked it and i want to dive deep into all of it man there's so much to discuss in this two and a half hour monster of a movie uh tom how you feeling I'm feeling good. I saw it late last night, obviously, and uh, really enjoyed myself. I thought, you know, it was one of the. I thought it was one of the better Marvel movies. I don't really understand the, uh, the whole, uh, rotten thing. I don't. Out of all the Marvel movies to go rotten, that that <laughs> should have went rotten or could have went rotten. This is not one of them. I know it's long. I know it's different, but I was thoroughly enjoyed. I yeah, thoroughly I, I enjoyed it. I mean, the runtime really shouldn't deter people. I mean, to me, the movie did not drag. Too many people I, worry about runtime. I know. I mean, for for me, in the end, honestly, if the characters are good, the movie won't drag. And the movie right. and the characters are good. I mean, to me, if you don't like the characters, that's not a Chloe Zhao problem. She did her job to develop these characters and make the effort to have fans care. And if you don't care, that's that's just a you that's a you thing. It's just you saying. I'm personally not into these characters, and because of that, mm-hmm. I'm not going to like the movie. And fine, you can say that, but don't say it's her fault, because Chloe Zhao killed it in terms of character development. These characters were all so good. I love the entire group, and man, I just can't stop thinking about how much I loved just about every aspect of this movie, from, like I said, the characters to the cinematography, the CG, um everything about it was the score was actually really solid i mean i liked everything about this movie and um i just want to really dive deep into every little aspect of it with you man i mean it's so fun that we got a movie that was so different in the Mm -hmm. mcu i mean you could just feel it it's this is a passion project to a t i mean a pure passion project from chloe Zhao. yeah it really is she uh she she really did a great job in this and I just don't understand. I understand. I just don't understand yeah, I how this is the one that that people say no. Uh, people, I don't. I don't get it. Uh, it really like, imagine being a critic and saying to yourself, "This is worse than like Captain Marvel and Thor: A Dark World and that whole bottom yeah. tier list." Like, there's like a clear bottom tier of Marvel Studios like, films, and yeah. it's like this is not on it at all. Not, like, not at all. Like. No, like this is this was I would I would watch like five Eternals movies. I told you that, you know, last night. But like I don't I yeah, I really don't see it. I don't see why this is the one that people are like, uh no, we're not we're not feeling that. Uh it's it's bizarre, honestly. Yeah. Uh but hey, uh can't please everyone, I guess you can say. This is this uh, is literally a top tier Marvel movie for me personally. I loved it that much. I mean, mm. I can understand if it's if it's not if it's not like top tier for some people because you know opinions are opinions. But for me, an opinion can only be so valid. Like if you're gonna watch Eternals and tell me this wasn't a well made movie and that mm. it deserves to be at the bottom tier and remembered as a bad movie that's just you're not looking at that objectively to me i just don't see how you could objectively watch that and come out with that opinion i just don't because 
even if you say, you know, certain things maybe could have been fleshed out a tad more, that mm-hmm. still doesn't make this a bad movie. And even so, like, I felt most of it was fleshed out. I mean, to me, the stuff that could have been fleshed out more, it was like, it was already good. It's the difference of going from good to great with a few little things versus going from bad to bad to good. There's a big difference mm. there. And I just don't get why people came out with that interpretation and that feeling i mean it's so weird to me so bizarre yeah for sure i mean obviously there are some characters that may have like gotten pushed to the wayside and i can understand the complaints about hey sometimes this movie struggles to balance a few things a few characters here and there uh but you know i've seen many movies that have that same problem that are still you know generally considered to be really good you know and honestly uh, they, they rarely even struggled with that honestly to me i mean like how many times did they really struggle to give characters justice i mean off the top of my head um maybe you could have gave like i said um a little more to mockery um you could have gave a little more to ajak and i would say you definitely could have done the crow um villain a bit different I think that could have been... Yeah, the Crow villain's, like, in, like, three scenes, man. Yeah, like, I think that could have been different, but that's, like, that's probably my biggest complaint. Him in particular, although I do like the concept, honestly. I thought the concept was really dope. I liked it. Mm. And I think you could have just... You didn't even need to do, like, a, a make him a huge villain. I think he just needed a little bit more to establish why he's... Like, why he should be in this movie to begin with. And... Aside from that, I think I only had one or two other little complaints. But aside from that, I mean, I'm I think I loved everything else. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean it. Yeah, I mean, I really dug everything. You know, I really just I'm just looking back on it now, just thinking in my head, and I just don't really have too many complaints with it. Uh, you know, obviously, like we just said, some characters get get pushed, yada, 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 but I felt like every character was, uh, most of the characters were very well fleshed out. Yeah. They understand what they were, what they were, what, what, what they were feeling at, at certain times, and, you know, what caused them to break up, and what caused them to come back together, and why certain characters end up doing certain things. And it just it was a well crafted story in my opinion. I don't I don't think it's messy. I think that sometimes narratively can go it can like jump back when uh, it's probably like best that you showed something earlier or later. Uh, but you know it's nothing that's too too much of a complaint. I felt like no. you know I never felt like those flashback scenes were unnecessary or anything i mean they could have they could have just done uh uh they could have just done all the flashbacks at once as as like some some sort of like uh you know preamble to the uh to the main story but they i like that they went this kind of route Uh, well that's kind of like what we talked about with um during our shang chi review because we talked about how the structure of it early on was kind of uh different and Mm. for me it didn't work as well in that movie personally i think this worked better but um i know what you mean though like um for sure the last two movies i think marvel tried a couple interesting things structurally versus the typical let's do all the earlier stuff in the beginning and then let's do all the present stuff after they didn't take they take that route in either of those two movies so iron man one did that the best 
Yeah, no, I Iron Man one did that. Because you start with Iron Man one, you start with him getting the having the uh, ambush. Then you go back like a few days to where he was, to who he is, and then you yeah. go back, and then that's when the uh, Ten Rings sequence happens mm-hmm. and all of that. Then he builds the suit. And, yes. Man, I may wa- I may want to watch that again. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I, th- I think I just convinced myself. I'm like, man, that movie was fucking awesome. Uh, but yeah, uh, Eternal. I'm glad that they're trying different things. You know, different filmmakers. They want to try things a certain way, and I think they should be allowed to do that. And yeah. I, I think it worked here overall. I don't. I do. I, I like every once in a while, I'll be like, okay, we could have could have placed this differently, but like, it's nothing big. It's and I appreciate that. I appreciate the effort that's there. Oh yeah, I mean, this is definitely um, this is a very unique Marvel movie. This is not yeah. like anything else they've done before, and this is a case, like I said. It's a pure passion project where Kevin Feige wasn't planning on making Eternals. That was not in the plans when he was mapping out Phase Four. This is Chloe yeah, Zhao. Coming, like, yeah. who the hell is Eternals? Yeah, this is Chloe Zhao coming to him and saying, "I want to do this movie." And I think I believe the pitch to for the movie was like a a photo of sand, and she read him a poem. If if I remember that right, um, it was <laughs> something funny. along those lines. And like that's just so. It's so unique, and it shows you, like, she's such an artistic thinker, man. I mean, it's yeah, different. She, you can tell, like, I mean, obviously she's an Oscar winner. Uh, yeah, for, for a reason. So, yep, and, yeah, you can just kind of tell that she is a cut, abru- a cut above most directors. Uh, and, yeah, it's a, I thought that kind of influence, the artistic thinking is actually one of my favorite parts of this like specifically what happens at the end with Icarus you know Um, how I see it this almost I almost see this as you have an indie director mm -hmm. who very much is an indie director who for once got to make a blockbuster but in addition to that blockbuster they gave an indie person 200 million bucks and they made and it didn't feel like usually they they, what Marvel does is they hire indie directors and and they do their own thing that's and the they make thing. and they kind of help them out and they make yeah. the big blockbuster films. So what Chloe Zhao did is she got the two hundred million dollars, did exactly what she normally does, then added some CGI into it. And I think and that's then, why it didn't hit well with all the Marvel fans because that's the big thing. I mean, when it comes to those A twenty four type of indie films, general audiences usually don't like them too much and i feel like it's you had a popcorn movie no no i mean this is a totally character driven movie i mean you said yourself there's a big gap in that movie where there's no action there's a very yeah, big gap yeah there was a i believe like at the end of the first act to like mid end mid to the end of the second act until that fight in the woods yes uh, yes there is definitely a lack of action and if you're not totally bought in I think this is where the divide comes from. I yes. think if you're not totally bought into the characters, that's what I said. You're, yeah, you're not, you're not gonna feel it. You're not, you're gonna be like, okay, let, let's get to the, uh, let's get to the punching, let's get to the, let's get to the action. And uh, you know, for me, I was bought in, and so I never, I didn't really feel it. Like I didn't feel that it was taking a long time. It actually, for a almost three hour movie, it kind of it, it went quickly. It for did. Me. I mean, uh, I, I couldn't believe it. Like, it, I thought this movie was going to drag, honestly, going in. I did, because I, I I assumed of all the criticisms that were there, 
I thought that was going to be the one that would be somewhat accurate in the end. But no, I mean, I didn't feel that it dragged. And like you said, it's totally based on how you feel about these characters. If you buy in, you're not going to feel it's going slow because you're just invested in seeing how these characters interact with each other and discover more about them. And that's really what that entire second act is about. I mean, just learning more about all these individuals, what makes them special and what are their what are their weaknesses? And not I don't mean physically, I mean emotionally. And you really yeah. do dive deep into that. Yeah, I love I love the point you just made about it being about their weaknesses. They're they're not just purely physical. They are also yeah. they are also emotional. Uh speak like I go back to Icarus. I mean, he's this kind of almost Superman like character and he's an eternal, nothing can really harm him right as long as he stays loyal to the celestials you know uh he'll just continue being being this kind of godlike person but his biggest weakness is his friends is mm-hmm. the fact that at the end he realizes yeah hey i just betrayed uh the people that you know have been with me since the very start and that is his weakness and when he's looking at cersei and there's no dialogue oh my God, dude that was amazing and, and he realizes holy crap what have i done i've done something very wrong here that's when that that's just very powerful kind of filmmaking that you know i i would love Ton, a lot more of and and not just in marvel movies but also in just big budget films in general because i feel like a lot of big budget films whether it's a comic book movie or like a transformers movie or whatever you want to whatever you want to throw out there uh you know sometimes you know these movies can be quite shallow uh yeah. but but you know i think this is the one where it's like yeah this is uh this is really going for something heartfelt and i felt for the most part it worked i felt I felt these characters a lot. I genuinely got chills right now just thinking about that whole scene, man. I mean, it was such a beautifully written scene. And just thinking about, like, obviously the ending of Icarus, you know, if he flew too close to the sun, I, I absolutely love I love that. There it it's is. So, that is so good. And the fact that, I mean, they set that up early in the movie, too. And I love that Sprite is the one who comes up with that tagline initially as a joke and it becomes prophecy essentially i mean i love the way that ends up turning out and just the reason why obviously i mean icarus has nothing at the end man i mean he no he loses his faith in the celestials and he betrayed them so that's gone and he also betrayed his friends and he knows there's no coming back from that yeah so, he's like i'm fucked what is he has nothing left he literally yeah. has nothing left and it's heartbreaking and you can see it in his face like he's looking at cersei and she's holding him and he doesn't want to go but he knows like what else is left for me and it's just it's like just such a sad and heartbreaking moment for me man like i felt that i was like about i was about to cry in the theater dude it was yeah. heartbreaking so i thought the acting in that scene was genuinely great um i think uh think richard madden's gonna be the next james bond but uh he's so i really hope he is dude he's so yeah, good it's just like you put that guy in a suit he's gonna be james bond God. he's just, uh-huh. just kind of like the spitting image of what james bond usually yeah. is minus daniel craig mm-hmm. is, yeah but uh I, the thing is is like he can act and i, I it's like yeah this guy's good this guy this guy really he knocked that scene out of the park and 
so did uh Jem Chan. Uh she she was great uh as well. Uh yeah. I wish I I actually wish we got even more of Cersei. Uh, I think what I wanted more than anything was more of her relationship with Dane, honestly. I think yeah, I needed I a little more of that. Yeah, and also why, you know, you see at the beginning they, they were talking about, like, why she wouldn't, she was struggling to, like, move in with him. She was mm-hmm. kind of, yeah, and it's like, yeah, I would love, I would love, like, an extra, like, five to ten minutes just on that, just on why, like, just on her I, reasoning for that. I think I can figure out why, honestly. I think my biggest thing is she, Chloe Zhao clearly wants us to feel that the relationship with Dane and um, Cersei, like, it's supposed to be on the – she loves this guy. Like, she genuinely loves him. Yeah. And, and in the end, she's willing to maintain that relationship with him over going back to Icarus, who she was with for literally thousands of years, I mean – and that just shows you, like, obviously the feelings for this guy are something special. And this I didn't need it. Seems pretty cool. I know. <laughs> I didn't need no love triangle. I didn't need that, but I did want to have, and re- more reasoning as to why those feelings were so strong for Dane versus Icarus, and why she was not just going to go back to Icarus despite all the history they have and the chemistry you even see during the present during the movie. You know, it's not mm-hmm. really touched on much. I think that's. Probably my second biggest complaint, although it's not like a huge complaint, but it's like that's probably my biggest aside from Crow during the movie. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think like I kind of wish Dane came along for the ride, to be honest. I, I get yeah. why he didn't, though. Like I get it. But like, yeah, he's not. He's like powerless. So it's I like, didn't need him to be part of the ride. I just needed him to be part of the story with the relationship that's all his role needed to be and he did have that role he just needed to be more yeah, like he was on like a facetime call yeah it's like twice, it's like can i get more <laughs> yeah i can't like and like i think i think harrington's character is so likable as well i think oh, Dan, yeah. i think he's just like a likable kind of guy he's like the normal one out of the eternal so it's like so you want to usually see more of someone who's more like you you know what i'm saying like yeah, someone's yeah. Someone who's more relatable, and I think I think that plays into it a little bit. But you know, obviously, we know what 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 what's heading for Dane. We all yeah. we all know there's gonna be Black Knight, and you know, it was even it was even basically confirmed in the in the credits. Uh, but yeah, I think I think just a little more of him sprinkled throughout makes this movie better. And maybe during yeah. one of those FaceTime calls, they they have like a, a deep conversation about That's what why I'm saying. I, I think you could have had him. that. Yeah. And it's like, I think that's the best. And maybe you have like Icarus overhearing it. That'd be cool. Like, yeah. like Cersei's talking to Dane and, and they're explain and Cersei's explaining why she chooses him over Icarus and Icarus is in like the other room and he can hear it. And it's like, and it's kind of like a heartbreaking thing. And it only like, and maybe it only like leads to Icarus committing to the Celestials even more. Yeah, and it'll make that's a great idea, honestly. I like that a lot. Yeah, and that'll make his uh, betrayal uh, even more powerful. And you know, and when he decides not to go through with the celestial plan, the uh, I forgot what it was called, but uh, emergence. Yeah, the the emergence. Yes, the big the big MacGuffin of the movie. Yeah. Uh, it he it makes his his you know I, I would say it's you know, a redemption, but 
it's not fully a redemption. It's him acknowledging, okay, I messed up. I'm going to go fly into the sun and kill myself. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes flying into the sun and killing yourself may be better than redemption. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, because I remember during the movie early on, you were saying how um, essentially you didn't want Icarus to die. Like, you're like, I really hope they don't kill off this character. You know, yeah, I think. Well, I, I actually like how they did it. That's what I was going to say. I think they did it so perfectly that I was content with his ending. Like, if yeah. I, I, I don't even want him back, honestly, yeah. in any case. Yeah, capacity. Richard Madden's going to go play James Bond anyways, you know. <laughs> so, so he's like. <laughs> Honestly, I think he should be in so many more movies, even as, even if oh, he's not he's James Bond. Like, like this movie showed me, like this guy is a phenomenal actor. I mean, Henry Cavill doesn't come back to play Superman. Yeah, like, dude, fucking, this, this is the guy. Well, this is just, the guy. just hire that guy. All right, like he, that dude, that dude's gonna be insulted. He's gonna get his own big budget fl- franchise soon enough. He deserves uh, it. Yeah, and he, he was like one of the like genuinely, he was one of the best actors in this movie. Like. His performance was one of the best. Yeah, I mean, I thought this is probably the one of the best Marvel movies I've seen in terms of performances from actors, honestly. I think that you had so many different established actors and actresses who just, like, they put it all out there on the line, and dude. such a good-looking cast. In my oh, opinion. my God. This is one of the most attractive casts I've ever seen in my life. This is just like, this is just like a GQ shoot or some shit. It's like, what the hell? Like, I mean... You said yourself, Kit Harrington was one of the most unattractive people in this movie. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, you really get you're really a relatable bunch when Kit Harrington's like the least good looking of the people in this movie. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, you got Richard Matt, Gemma Chan. Uh you know, you got a guy who's gonna be James Bond, you got Gemma Chan, you've got Angelina Jolie, you've got, you know, Salma Kamal, Hayek. <laughs> Salma Hayek, I almost forgot Salma Hayek. I mean, yeah, you almost forgot Salma Hayek. Like, what uh, the fuck, dude? Like, fuck. Yeah. I mean, I would never, I would never forget Salma Hayek. That's my point. <laughs> this is like one of the most. I, I just can't even. I can't even comprehend just, so how like, attractive this cast is. It's just like, what the, <laughs> and and they, they all they all really give good performances in this. I'm very, like, I don't really have a complaint with uh, any performances. I know I was making no. jokes about how I wanted. <laughs> About Sprite, but like the performance by no, the she was good. She was the actress good. playing Sprite. I thought, I thought that person did a good job. I don't know the actress's name, but she did a good job. And I, I apologize for saying that oh, I wanted yeah. her to get curb stomped by a celestial. <laughs> uh, that was not, that was not me. That was that was mean, and I take it back. No, I don't. But um, you know, moving on. Uh, she became human at the end, and she's gonna die anyway. So. That was honestly really good for her character. I liked that a lot. And um, the interview I'm I really saw good with, for my mental health. Oh, stop it. The interview with um, she was talking about meeting Tom Holland for the first time. I thought that was a really sweet interview. I liked that a lot. Everyone loves Tom Holland. She was like an excited he's, fangirl. It was, it was it was honestly really cute. I liked it a lot. He's just such a nice guy. He's a nice guy. Like he reaches oh, out. I know. To, like, he reaches out to a bunch of people who like get cast in MCU projects, and he's like, "Hello, mate. Welcome to the crew." <laughs> I don't I don't know how to do he a British became accent. That was more Australian. Hello, Mike. Hello, Mike. Yeah. yeah Bingo babies. Bingo babies. Uh, back in Yorkshire. There we go. That's my that's go. my British that's my British accent. I'll I'll, I'll work on that. I'll I'll fight Richard Madden to be the next James Bond. Daniel there Craig's done. There we go. Dun, 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 dun. There we go. But yeah, 
Tom Holland's a nice guy. Yeah. But, that's, um, that's, that's the point. I mean, we didn't even get into, like, we've only gotten into, like, half of the Eternals so far, man. There's so many characters in this movie to dive into, I mean. like It's a long but, movie. Yeah, and, like, we didn't even get into Fastos yet, who is possibly my second favorite Eternal during this movie. Mm. I thought he was excellent. Yeah, Fastos was pretty damn cool, and, you know... I was I was he he comes in a little late for me he does. but but I actually did enjoy his character. He wasn't he was wasn't in a much. He's basically is the tech tech guy. Uh, he's he's basically like the uh, geek squad for the Eternals. Yeah, I guess yeah. you could say is like yep. And it's like it. yeah, yeah. That, uh, I thought I thought Brian Tyree Henry's performance was great. Uh, you know, he, he he's Brian Tyree Henry. Just put him in everything. You know, he'll, he'll just yeah. his act. like he he found his way into like the Joker movie, being like he was the Arkham. Yes, he was the yes, Arkham guy. Right. Uh, I forgot guy. about that. Uh, he's like the dude's like in everything. I'm like fuck, man. It's like, but yeah, I thought he was fun. I thought he was great, and you know, I like I like the character a lot. You know how he shuts himself off. I like how his character, uh, you know hurt the feelings of a bunch of homophobes around the world, which is pretty great. Uh, I I just want to speak on this now. Like, I never understood, like, for me at least, I, I know some people were not happy that the first homosexual hero in this movie was the one who, you know, made a nuke, or, like, inadvertently. Well, he didn't, like, make the nuke. He was, like, inadvertently. Like, inadvertently. He's, like, he was, like, trying to help humanity out. And then, like he didn't consider the the risks of advancement in technology, essentially. And like with that said, I, I honestly think in the end, like some people weren't happy that that's the way it turned out. But honestly, I think that just gives more depth to the character and how bad he feels about it. Like he's not like this is a guy who's like I don't regret my decision. Like he feels horrible. Like to me, that just adds to how deep this character is, and like I think it was really beautiful, honestly. I I think it was awesome. I I was so into the character, and I'm gonna be straight up. I was absolutely teary eyed during the sequence in Hiroshima. Like I was genuinely teary eyed during that entire sequence, and just the look on his face, man, like just the pure devastation, and how and just because of how real it felt, because obviously this is you know it's something that happened and. That adds to the emotions of the moment for me. I mean, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I thought that scene was very well. Uh, you know, I I do understand the the implication of the first gay guy in in the MC of the first gay superhero making the nuke. I definitely understand like, like the concern. I, I get what they're that. trying to say, but it's the way it's done. I think that makes it okay. Yeah, I think it was handled very well i thought yeah. i thought like the actual execution of it was handled well whereas like yeah uh yeah and and he's he's a, he's a good character he's a he, like you yeah. legitimately understand why he's trying to be uh trying trying to live this normal life trying to be a dad and he's like he's trying to like have his kids avoid violence at any cost yeah and you can see that. And, exactly. Yeah. Like, it, like it's all in character. Like everything he does, everything about his life, it all makes sense given the context of everything that's happened to him. I mean, he's just a really well-written character, and his performance is, I thought, was excellent too. Yeah, I thought he was. I thought it, both performances of him and his husband were very, 
very good. I felt like you yeah. felt that. You felt when you feel like connection between actors, it's much better. It's it, everything everything around it. It makes everything better uh, when there's chemistry. Uh, and you know sometimes in these big budget movies you don't get much chemistry. So uh, I was yeah. happy about that. So yeah, uh, I thought his character was great, and you know it was pretty cool. Uh, after the battle, after the final battle, they're all just like chilling in his house. For yeah, the- that was funny. It was like, yeah, and then Thena's, uh, Thena, <laughs> Thena whips out her sword in front of the kid and is like, gosh, and he's like, you're not babysitting ever. Ever, <laughs> ever. No, th- th- those rights are revoked. I'm sorry. It's so funny. Yeah. I mean, and you know, we didn't, uh, that character was just so good, man. And we didn't even get into my favorite Eternal yet, really, too much. Freaking uh, Druig, man. I mean, that guy is so well written. And the performance by Barry Kogan, man. I mean, wow. Yeah, it was one of my favorite performances in this movie. I thought, like. I, I adored it. I really did. Yeah, like, he, he's got a cool accent, first of all. Yeah, it's like, different. I, it's very different. I, I wasn't it, ready for he's that. He's got a cool, he's got, it's like, uh, pretty sure it's Irish. I mean, yeah, his, his last name is Irish. He's Irish. Uh, but yeah, I thought, I thought his performance was really cool. Uh, and. It was pretty cool, just, I think, going back to what what we were talking about with his character earlier, where he's, like, he's in, like, the woods, and he's just, like, he's got, like, a certain group of people that he's just, like, protecting at all costs and, and, uh-huh. and helping out. And, like, I just I just, I just thought his character like, was pretty cool. The entire scene with his breakdown in the, in the flashback sequences, man, One of my I favorite thought- scenes. That was one of the best scenes, just and visually too, dude. When he walks out to the destruction, yeah. and you get that whole shot of just—it was him. kind of ominous. Yeah. It, was it was so like, ominous. I mean, like, just, oh. like it's, it's the whole thing. Like he's watching all this destruction go down, and you're seeing mm-hmm. him stare out into the distance at fire and war and, and killing, and like he knows, like he can end this, and like that's the whole weight of these characters. They can end the suffering, but they can't. Like that's the yeah. that's horrible and i thought that you know with with that character i thought for a brief moment i thought that maybe he would be the one to kill ajax he would Uh be kind of like after the power i wouldn't have liked that though i'm happy they didn't do that i'm actually really glad that was more like nah he was like nah i'm gonna i'm just gonna help these people out i'm gonna Mm -hmm. i'm gonna do my best here and then uh you know i thought that worked i thought that worked really well uh, I'm happy about that. So, you know, I, I don't really have too much else to else to say about that character because he's more like the thinker. He's not really a more much of a physical no, threat. He's not a, he's not a fighter, and that's kind of like how the Eternals are split up. You have half of them as fighters, yeah. and half of them are the quote unquote thinkers of the group. And yeah. I, I like that split because you get two really different dynamics, and they both and they all contribute in their own unique way. I love that. Yeah, for sure. I thought I thought like. And, like, here's the thing. I think when you have, like, fighters and thinkers and it just, you have, like, it feels like you have people that can do a bit of everything. Yeah. I felt like it's a well-rounded team and you can tell, like, how, like, they were carefully crafted by the Celestials, uh, you know, to do certain things. And I thought that was always, I thought, like, kind of that concept is pretty cool. I think that's a cool concept that, like, 
All right, you got a guy who's like basically like Superman right there. Yeah, yeah. So you've also got like this. You've also got this guy who can like advance technology like centuries and like a day if he wanted to. Yep. Like, I just thought that's cool. I think that's absolutely true. I think it's an awesome concept, and I was really into that. I mean, there's just so many positives to get into for this movie, and I think the biggest one for me personally, which um, we've discussed but not yet really too much, I mean, just the visuals, man. The, the visuals as a whole in this movie, mm. I mean, it is the most beautifully shot MCU movie to date, and I have, yeah, I could not be convinced otherwise. I mean, you have all these on-location on, uh, sets and shots, and Aside from that, just the CG, man, they sold me on these Celestials, like, as if they were real. Like, yeah. the way they sh- – and, like, the, all these shots in space, everything was so authentic. Like, I can't even explain it. Like, it's it amazing like how they furnace. do that. They, they can do yeah. that, but they can't always nail the Spider-Man CG suit like you yeah, said. Yeah, that was the joke I yeah. made. It was like, yeah. yeah, you guys can do that, but you can't properly paint over a Spider-Man suit. Yeah, it's just like, what the, what the hell? <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, I just – don't don't even get me started on that. Uh, Whoever they hire, no way home like, releases next yeah. month, everyone. Yes, it does. Let's go. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll probably talk about that poster later on. Maybe uh, we're gonna do another episode separately. We're gonna discuss all of that. We're just gonna, we're just gonna do like a poster episode. Yep. Poster episode. Get, what's that? What's that bit of sand right there? You know? What's that bit of grass? Oh my God! Spider-Man has grass. Where, where, where's Whoa. 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 Um, I felt like you took grass in a different direction than I was taking grass. I did. I was I talking grass. I was talking like grass on the floor, not grass that you smoke. You're a liar, but it's okay. Um, let's see. Anyway. Yes. Um, the visuals, man. I mean, like I was saying, I I really was into them so much, and that entire sequence, like you you were freaking out about in the theater with um yeah, that was a dope scene i like dinosaurs yeah. man so like <laughs> well they threw the dinosaurs up there i was like oh shit this is this got good this got really good uh i'm forgetting yeah. again what's the name of the eternal armesh um what is it um yeah armesh yeah armesh when when he basically gives um cersei the truth about her origins as well as the origins of the celestials and the emergence and what that all is like it is such a well-crafted scene, both narratively and also just visually. It was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in a movie. I mean, I was just so immersed. My jaw dropped, and I, I was speechless. Like, I'm, I'm just watching all this go down, and it was so beautiful. And like we were saying um, earlier, I think that um, the twist that they are robots, essentially, and not from Olympia, I love that change from the comics, honestly. I think that works so well narratively and what it does to these characters man like it's so impactful mm. yeah i agree i actually really do like that change uh i think like i think it's just i think everyone always fears like kind of not being in control of them not being in full control of who they are having yeah. things be like predetermined having like that that always like that's always been like kind of like an existential kind of thing for people throughout throughout history uh so to see you know these people who are these you know very human characters they're very human oh yeah i think that's what makes it work is like they're not acting like robots they're not like stiff i don't feel no i feel like i feel like they are very much real people and when you have 
Oh, Kit Herring can fuck the robot. You know, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, uh, I just think like that's like a thing that everyone fears is not being in control of themselves and and, and having like this higher power controlling every move you make. Uh, which would be, I would love to have that guy on the podcast one day if we could uh, get him on. Uh, but honestly, know, that's but, a big part of like what Loki was too. I mean, with Kang yeah. basically being the guy who controls everything. I mean, he he writes history. That is his role in history. And I honestly be curious, like, with the does he have any say to people on the level of people like the Eternals? Like, is that even like I don't even know because they never really established what he can and can't do entirely. Damn. I'm not, I'm just, I didn't even think of it that way. I mean, because think, because Eternals takes place before Loki, probably, because it's, like, right not too long after the blip. So, with that said, I mean... But Loki takes place after Avengers 1, though. So. Well, I mean, technically speaking, but not but not literally. The finale of Loki goes into the future. Oh, fuck, these timelines are so confusing. <laughs> Uh, Deadpool, Deadpool line. Is <laughs> McAvoy or Stewart? His timelines are so confusing. Uh, so well, like, you know, it's 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 wild to think about all these different implications of different characters from the past. Even if you look at Thanos, like, think about this: when he eliminated half the universe, he essentially prevented the emergence. Basically, Thanos was a hero. We just and couldn't like, see it. Like literally, like he, like if. If he was successful, the emergence would have never even been a possibility because it's yeah, all po- population based. Seems like the Avengers and the Eternals are like a tag team. Yeah. Here. Like, yeah, we're going to. OK, the Avengers are going to save half the population. Then the Eternals is like, hey, we're going to save the entire population yeah. get, from getting wiped out because you saved half of the population. And so, yeah, uh, we've got 100 percent capacity in terms of population. So. There we go. Uh, but yeah, I uh, thought it was really cool, man. I think I like I like that. I like the explanation as to why they uh, they couldn't interfere because they were just told not to. Uh, yeah, but like, it's a very genuine thing as in like they have their place in the world. They were made for this specific purpose. Quite quite literally, they were created mm. just to fight the deviants and mm. they were created to serve the purpose of having the emergence happen. And the reality is, if they if they get themselves involved in all this, they are going to be preventing the emergence from happening, and that's the goal. Because, like they say, they need the natural developments in society for all this to happen, where the population continuously grows. If they involve their potential, if they get involved, they're potentially preventing that from happening. So, honestly, yeah, it makes perfect sense when you think about it. Yeah, it was a cool plot point. I I, I understand. I understand it, and uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really have much else to say about that other than, yeah. Uh, yeah. Good, good. Is there anything, I'm trying to think, what else in the movie do you want to talk about before we get to the post credit scenes? I think, like, I really like Kingo a lot. I thought, like, oh, we didn't even get to fucking Kingo yet, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I like Kingo a lot. I think, like, I think, like, the scene at the, like, the ending part of the plane scene where he's kind of basically explaining why uh he is the way that he is in terms of not taking this too super seriously and being so self-involved is like kind of like uh well it's like you know he he's taking he's actually taking the eternals break up the hardest in a way yeah and it's like hey so he basically turns inward and makes 
everything about himself and it was pretty funny to see like the one of the posters on the uh plane is like him being uh bollywood james bond that was a cool little easter egg i was like um, I was like, I recognize that pose, and I recognize that gun. That is definitely a James Bond. Uh, and, you know, I think Kumal could play James Bond if he wanted to. He's a good actor. So. And he okay, got fucking Kumal, ripped. He's very talented. Oh, he's ripped. He's fucking jacked, dude. And, I mean, I really liked his role in this movie. I like how he was – he was comic relief, but in a good way. And yeah. he, but but aside from that, also he wasn't he was an actual character. He wasn't written solely for the purpose of, yeah. you know, getting a laugh from the audience. He had depth to him. He was really good. And honestly, I mean, I know this is something that people feel differently about. Um, the fact that he wasn't in the final fight, that he yeah. that he left himself out. And I, I'll say this: I fully can understand why people wouldn't like that. And I won't shit on people for not liking that because I think it's a val- it's valid. It's valid as to why they don't like it, and he. They feel he should have that part because that's a huge moment and he was big throughout the whole movie. It sucks not to have him there. But with that said, I do feel, at least narratively, it's not out of character for him to do what he did. I think it makes sense. I don't think it's an illogical move, at least. Yeah, I understand. And you kind of kind of you kind of explain why he would do that. Like yeah. why he would just kind of like say, you know, guys, I'm out. Uh, you know, obviously it would have been cool to have kind of this redemption of, of himself course. but honestly com- though i would have been pissed if they if he said no like i'm not doing this and after all the build-up of that and then he came back honestly like if yeah. they wanted to if they wanted to not have that plot point of him you know being in between and they left him in that's different but if they cheapened it by having him come back after setting up honestly got the whole movie they set it up where like he's on the fence about it like he's not really sure if he wants to get involved in this he's like I'm not sure if it's he had to my be place convinced to, to go on yeah, the plane. Like, like he really wasn't sold on this to begin with, and he makes that clear a couple times. And with that said, you know, and he's a very gentle person. Like he doesn't, he's not a violent person, and he wouldn't hurt his friends, especially over a cause that he's not even committed to. Like he's not going to hurt these people over something he's not a hundred percent adamant about. So with that mm. in mind, yeah, I think given what Chloe Zhao had set up. It makes total sense for him not to have been there. With that said, again, I get the other perspective. I get it. But I don't think you can say it made no sense, though. That's a different argument. I feel it did make sense. Yeah, I was like, like I said, obviously you would, you know, like that kind of ending redemption where he joins the final final battle. And, you know, it's kind of a cliche at this exactly. point. Exactly. Uh, but, you know, I think like, in a future movie that could be something like a really cool plot point where it's like dude you weren't you weren't here when we needed you and like exactly no that's gonna be like him him redeeming himself through that and kind of coming in clutch for them and i don't know if eternals is getting like a direct direct sequel where it's gonna be called like eternals 2 but like these characters Uh are gonna continue on and i think i think like his character has a lot of potential to you know, because you can tell, you can tell, like, he doesn't like doing anything that he's not 100% cer- certain of. Yeah. Which is why, you know, he's got a love for movies and he's always loved movies. So he just, he does that and he doesn't do much else. And he's like, yeah, I mean, like, I don't want, like, and like, he, he went through a bad breakup with, with the Eternals. And, it, yep. and it's, and it's just like that, that breakup kind of make, like, it, 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 it really, like, 
it's the thing that it's the catalyst for every decision that he's ever yeah. made. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's my thoughts on him. I thought his yeah. little assistant was pretty hilarious. Himself. Yes, yes. The assistant was very funny. I liked him throughout. I forgot his name though. I can't remember his name either. But um, man, I, I was I was into that character as a whole. And honestly, I think another character that I would want to give some love is um, Makari, the speedster. Um, I thought she was really awesome. I again, I think you could have gave her some more scenes to develop her in particular. But with that said, I thought in she was the dope. in the and she's dating what Drake. She's like. They're dating yeah. is like uh, it kind of came out of nowhere because like like it's kind of like an in, unsaid thing. It's yeah, unsaid. he's been like he's like been in the woods for like for he's like when did that happen? Like well, I think the actress basically said like it's not even that like they have a clear relationship. It's that it kind of developed when they were filming, like where the two just had such a natural chemistry. It's clear that they had extra love for each other, even if they weren't with each other. Like it's kind of one of those things, like where they have deep feelings for each other even if they're not like married in the case of like Icarus and Cersei it's not like that it's just it's a bit different but um Mm. yeah I mean I think the third act honestly that whole fight that was one of my favorite fights in the MCU dude it was so freaking good and when Druid gets launched by Icarus and Mockery just comes at him oh that was like the Eternals have like a divorce lawyer for Cersei and like, um, I I, I kind of know a lawyer. Is he's blind, you know. He's uh, he's, he dresses up in a co- he dresses up in a de- devil suit. Protection. Catches kitchen. bricks. Catches bricks. We're gonna yeah. understand that reference next month. Uh, I think he would be a great divorce attorney for you know Cersei if you know. Obviously, she wants to go be with Kit Harrington's character. I understand. Well, to be fair, he is dead. dead. So I I guess the marriage is kind of there it is there it is there it is she's a widow now time yeah, to get remarried yeah so at this point I don't think we need a, a lawyer but uh might have we'll to see. file that uh, although I, I do know um in the comics from what I understand they do bring back Icarus but from but like it's not after he dies they bring him back as the character is back but with none of the memories essentially which yeah. I I don't necessarily want that like if they do that it's like whatever but I, I'd rather have that over than bringing back Icarus with his memories for sure, because that would, again, it would cheapen the end. I think his ending was perfect, and I really wouldn't want to touch that. But, um, yeah, yeah like I was saying, though, that whole, um, that entire third act, man, that whole fight was really awesome. I loved all of it. I loved the role Fados played in it, too. I thought he his powers were really cool. I liked the way they displayed those. And um, <sighs> I, I think the action, while it was used sparingly up until the last um the last act when it hits it hits man like they are good fights they are yeah, really I good understand. fights like going back to what i was saying earlier i understand that i understand the split on this movie a little bit because it does you know it's not this action-packed kind of spectacle until when it when it becomes that action-packed spectacle. It and, takes, and honestly, I disagree it. with people saying this is a classic case of Marvel has to throw in a crazy third-act fight. I felt like it, it, it felt earned. Like, to me, it felt it like an earned... Quick. It was kind of quick. It, it wasn't... It didn't overstay for me. It, no, it, it no. It, I agree. I agree. They fought a little bit on the beach, and then Cersei was doing her thing. Then Icarus shows up. They give each other a look. Icarus realizes, oh, I fucked up, flies off into the sun. 
and the emergency stopped. And then they have that little epilogue scene at uh, uh, Fast Dose's house and, uh, you know, kind of wrapped up the movie. And then, you know, Cersei yeah. and Jane were, had that little talk, sets up Black Knight. She gets uh, zooted off and, uh-huh. uh, you know, and that's how the movie ends. And, you know, that's... It's it's like that's it, it it didn't overstay its welcome at all. I didn't feel like mm-hmm. it wasn't gratuitous where it's like, guys, can we wrap this up? It's a three hour movie. We don't need a forty five minute third act. But like we don't need an Avengers one last act where it's like that. Like the last hour and a half of Avengers is that fight, and it just goes on and and I'm not complaining because that was fun yeah, to watch. Yeah. But uh, we didn't need that here particular like in particular we didn't need that here uh and so like i don't think that the third act battle lasted more than 20 minutes no it was it was quick but it was also not rushed either no 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 no, no. it was quick i like it's a compliment it was quick but it was was what it needed to be i think it it did its job yeah Um, like you don't want you don't want things to overstay their welcome and like if they made it like an Avengers kind of third act, I think it would have been like, really, we're doing this. Or I don't, I didn't need that here, no, and I'm happy that. Yeah, if you were gonna add more time to this movie, I think it would have went towards developing the characters even more versus yeah, adding. I think more it would, exactly. I think it would have yeah. went to you know characters that may have gotten sidetracked a little bit, like kind of Thena, you know, those kind of those kinds of characters, maybe a little more with Druig and uh, uh, the Speedster mm-hmm. Mockery. Uh, yeah, we haven't I think even gotten I, into Thena yet. <laughs> yeah, Th- Th- Thena's she, she's not in it too much. But, but I think like, honestly, I thought she they did her character justice. I, I she but, got a, yeah, she but, got a exactly, arc. exactly. I thought that this because like her her memory loss is what caused the droid breakdown scene because they all came together to talk and 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 I thought that I thought you know. I thought like her character was really cool, and there's a lot of potential for her character in future movies. I think like you know her memory loss is just. I think she's like she's a very heartbreaking character. She's like one of the more yeah. heartbreaking characters in the movie, along with Sprite, who you know. I'm very happy you want, to you, want to, you want to stomp on so no I, no I don't want to, I don't personally want no, to you stomp want on you that. want the celestial stomp I on. want the big celestial that yeah. looks like a furnace to just come there we go but um Athena I I do really like that character too I think Angelina Jolie knocked it out of the park and honestly I when, Gil- when Gilgamesh dies man that was that hurt that nah. really hurt. We didn't really talk about Gil- Gilgamesh and his no, saliva. No, we didn't. We didn't beer. talk about him either. Like his saliva beer, that jo- that joke actually hit very well. It my did. favorite joke, my favorite joke in the movie was the IKEA joke. Unfortunately, they showed it in the, in trailer, the trailer. The one they were, uh, they're in uh, Fastos's house, and uh, you know, Fastos is built like this. The house that they're living in looks like a normal house, but it's like filled with like protective technology to protect them protect his family like you can't get in that thing unless fastos wants you to and so icarus is like you probably like pimped out this table as well <laughs> and he, and he hits the table and it breaks and goes ikea fall collection funny like, thing is my friend guessed it, it was ikea without even seeing the trailer like mm-hmm. he like he broke he broke the table he's like oh we got we got, everyone knows yeah. what ikea table looks like he's like i bet it was from ikea and then yeah. as soon as he said Ikea, he just fucking burst out laughing. It was so funny. Fall collection. 
Like, yeah. Perfect. It's perfect. I mean, honestly, I don't want to beat a dead horse, so I think maybe we'll get into the end credit scene soon. But um, I think they really did a great job with all of these characters, man. I'm really happy with the way this movie turned out. And it's one of my favorite Marvel movies to date. And I mean it. It really is. I loved it. And I'm going to get a poster of this movie in my basement because the poster looks for The posters for this movie were banging. They were awesome. They were they were good. I liked the posters for this movie. Yeah, dude, these were epic posters, and I I told myself because of how much I liked the posters, if I really like dig this movie, I'm yeah. gonna have to get one of these posters. So now yeah. I'm gonna have to. Everyone loves the uh, the uh, Spider-Man Homecoming uh, theatrical poster. I think right? that's like save it, save it. We gotta get to that later. <laughs> I, no, no, I'm talking about the Homecoming one. Oh, Homecoming. Yeah. Um. Remember the one that everyone. Everyone thinks it's a mess. Like it's got like it's got like they basically like put all the characters in yeah. one. And they put like some fire in there for no reason. Yes. It's like uh, it's it's dramatic. Gra- graphic design is yes. my passion. Yes. <laughs> like, it's like no, uh, let's not do that. But yeah, uh, getting we can get into the end credits now. I think I think we hit on all the characters. We hit on just about everything we yeah, want. Yeah, cool. Close enough, at least. Close enough. Yeah. Um, Close enough. We probably. But, but overall, to... let's before we even get into the end credit scenes, what would you grade this movie? I I actually do have a uh, a grade. Uh, I've got like I think I've got like eight eight point five. I wow! I think we have the same exact score. I think I was yeah. thinking eight point five too. Yeah, just like like we said, the crow not being in it too much I, w- I wish we got more there i think like if you gave this movie like that extra 20 minutes i think a lot of it could have gone towards crow and making I think more if you added 20 minutes this could have been a literal masterpiece honestly yeah. it's and, like, it's a, and it's already pretty damn close in terms like pretty it, this, great but it, like, this is like a masterpiece with like flaws like sprinkled in that's how yeah, i feel it would have been really cool if like yeah. this was like a, a like kind of a disney plus kind of miniseries I think that could have been cool, to be honest. If you made it, like, six hours and you just, like, oh go, God. like, all in, that would have been, like, pretty cool. And you give, like, a bunch of characters, like, yeah, I think well, it would you know I, what? We're probably going to get a Black Knight show, so we got that going for us. Is he getting a movie or is he getting a show? I've I've heard rumors of a show versus a movie, which I'm okay with. I honestly think that might serve him better. Kit and, Harrington's so. never been on a TV show, to my knowledge. <laughs> oh, no, obviously not. Neither is Richard yeah. Madden. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, watermelon Sugar High. Mid-credits scene. Was that mid-credits or was that post-credits? I get the shit mixed up. Wait, mid-credits was the... um. Wait, mid-credits was the one with um Harry Styles. Yes, okay, so... Yeah. Yeah, uh, he walked through fire for them. Just so he can adore them, I guess. He was adoring Cena there I- in that scene. You realize they're cousins, right? <laughs> they no, could have they, they could have changed that in the they could have changed the lore there, but in the comics, Fina and that character, um, Eros, they're cousins. So just putting that out there. Just putting that out there. Wow. Uh I'm going to guess they changed that, though. I'm going to guess yeah. they either changed that or it ends up being a joke where he genuinely just didn't know and then it makes them uncomfortable for a while. Yeah. Uh, I would say one or the other. So we'll see on that. But, uh, yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. I'll, 
I'm just saying, like, once again, they get they get rid of Richard yeah, Madden dude. and they bring in Harry Styles, and it's like, how attractive just, is this cast gonna be? I think Chloe Zhao had a had an attractiveness limit. I mean, a, a requisite where it's yeah. like you have to be exactly this hot in order to be in these movies, and it's just yeah. I mean, like Angelina Jolie and Harry Styles in the same room is like. Wow. <laughs> oh, I kind of like, we're like the same species as them. It's like, huh. I shouldn't be. I'm not worthy. Yeah, we are not worthy. And it, but, um, and, yeah, I thought I thought Harry in that scene was actually really good. I thought he was. Yeah. He's a good yeah. actor. So I'm excited yeah. to see what he does in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I really mm-hmm. am. And honestly, um, I like, because I know some people that don't know the comics, you know, they'll go to me and be like, I don't even know the comics fully, but I know like some stuff. And they're like, why does he not look at all like Thanos. And from what I know, they are half brothers, not full yeah. brothers. They have different yeah. mothers. And despite that, um, Thanos carried the deviant gene mutation, essentially. And that's why he looks the way he does versus yeah, Harry Styles. Yeah. Harry Styles has the eternal um, like gene in him. So he looks like an eternal versus a deviant. Imagine looking like a thumb and then having your brother be Harry Styles. It's like, a purple thumb. I was like, I really got the bad end of the jeans here. But Imagine like, like if I told you ten years ago that Harry Styles is going to be the brother of Thanos in a Marvel movie about the Eternals. Yeah, like if you t- showed me, because remember the Avengers one after credit scene with Thanos, and you're like, and you look at that guy, he's purple, he's like menacing. It's like you tell twelve year old me, like, hey, Harry Styles is going to be that guy's brother. <laughs> And he's not going to have, like, any makeup or CGI. He's going to yeah. look exactly like Harry Styles. And I'd be like, oh, okay. Uh, I guess Marvel think, went to shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, according to the critics, they did. No, okay. Well, it's, you know okay. what? The critics can suck a dick, dude. You know, they, one, they are so wrong on this movie. I'm sorry. But there is yeah. objectively wrong and subjectively wrong, but... This movie is objectively not bad, so I'm I think sticking with that. I think they're, I think, I think they missed on this one. I do think they missed. They on did. This one. They 1,000% missed, and I am gonna pray to God that Kevin Feige does not look too much into the critics' reviews because these characters and Chloe Zhao deserve many more opportunities. Yeah, and, like, like they deserve so much more. And the thing is, like you, we talked about this, now that these characters have been established, you got through the exposition, and they've been fleshed out enough, you don't need to have as much of that in the following movies. You can just right. have these characters do their thing. And that's going to serve these se- the sequels, if they do sequels, better moving forward. For sure. I think, like, like you said, I think, like, you just need... I think like like words. They are better developed. They're they are developed now. They're developed characters now. You don't need to do a three hour movie on who they are anymore. You just you know now. We know. All right. Know. The hard part the hard part's over. The hard part's done. All right. Now it's just about telling a badass story with them, with these yeah. characters. And I think Chloe Zhao would do a great job of you know, they were to do a sequel, a full sequel to Eternals, or even if she just decides to do like kind of like a spinoff or something. She she deserves to get a sequel, honestly. I would I would have no opposition to her getting a sequel at all. Yeah, I like the team dynamic, so I would want yeah I would want you know the Eternals team to 
come together. So I think oh, what they're yeah. doing is they're like, I think what they're gonna do is they're gonna separate the two, like, cause like at the end of the movie they kind of like separated a little bit. Oh they, yeah, and then uh, and that's the thing though. Harry Styles says like we're gonna do what we can to get them back because they're gonna be on trial essentially with the Celestials. Yeah. So and, that's uh, gonna probably be the plot of what would be a. A sequel, I'm guessing. I mean, like, that's a pretty clear yeah, sequel. Yeah, The huh? Trial of the Eternals would be a pretty dope uh, Oh, time. dude, imagine. Oh, yeah, I mean, like, that would be so sick. Yeah, like, I think, you know, I think Harry Styles should be the lead in that movie, to be honest. Like, I think, like, he should be... It, yeah. It, like, if I were to do it, like, I would make... Harry and Cersei the lead, obviously. You don't want to throw Cersei to the side, but yeah. I think, like, just from a marketing perspective, obviously, this movie kind of doesn't have the best word of mouth, unfortunately. So, like, if you want to get people back on 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 the side yeah. of things, I think Harry you Styles, get, that's it. And like, and like Harry Styles is very clearly taking charge of this kind of uh, search to find all the Eternals and bring them in. So, yeah. like. Story-wise, it makes sense, and, like, marketing-wise, it makes even more sense. It's yeah, like, and yeah. even so, uh, like, this is, like, he's going to be a big name in Marvel. Like, they're not bringing him in for a small role. And even so, this character in the comics, like, he's a very, very powerful figure, and he yeah. kind of borders between good and bad at times. And I think he's probably going to have quite a significant arc moving forward. And with that said, you know, it would make sense to give this guy his time to shine in his own you know, leading role and Eternals two would be the time to do that. I think so. Yeah, I think I'm I'm totally with you on that. But um, you know that that mid credit scene was really good, and I think the post credit scene was equally as good too. Honestly, man, <laughs> I, I love both. Yeah, fucking Blade, man. I cannot believe that they teased Blade that way. I was not ready for that, and um, I'm excited. I mean, it makes sense because they're. Black Knight is part of that darker side of Marvel, just like Blade is, and they're starting to get more into that darker. What is Blade? Twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four. Um, if I had to guess right now, I think it might get pushed to twenty twenty four. Honestly, I don't I know. It's pushed to twenty twenty four. I would assume that it's getting pushed to like earlier twenty twenty four. I think yeah, early twenty twenty four. If not, then maybe like October, November twenty twenty three. I think somewhere around then. But um, you know, just eyeballing though, I think that if he's not around till 2024 they're gonna plug him into um other projects for sure blade i think he'll be in like moon knight i think blade in spider-man no way home yeah he just comes out and just like starts stabbing all the villains with his sword he's looking for vampires blade in guardians of the galaxy 3 just put blade in everything just put blade in everything put marshali in everything but um, yeah. I'm trying to think. I mean, because I know in the comics I read this too that there's a there's there is a plot line where the ebony sword, which is what we see at the end in the post credit scene, I think there is a plot line in, in some comic run where there is a fake ebony sword that was developed yeah. by Dracula, and mm-hmm. if that's the case, that seems like a pretty clear direction for them to potentially go in. Like it, just just reading the tea leaves at least that seems for like sure. it makes sense. Yeah. And. From what we've heard, potentially about <coughs> Moon Knight. Uh, ooh, I just like <coughs> I almost died for a second. Uh, from what we heard about Moon Knight, uh, that could be where they're going. 
Uh, so, yeah. you know, like with Ethan Hawke's character, I think like that might be it. If Ethan Hawke is Dracula, I am actually going to shit myself. Yeah. Like, I, I am going to lose my shit. So I, I am. I love that. I need it. I need it. Just give me. Give me that right now. Man, I am so excited for the future of Marvel, man. I'm excited for the future of the Eternals, Black Knight, and Blade. I mean, all of it's just so exciting to think about. And, uh, you know, I think that's that kind of wraps it up for me. I mean, there's not too much more to talk about. I love this movie. Like I said, I'm at an 8.5 like we established probably. And um, I'm excited to see this movie again, man. This is a movie that it warrants a second watch. For sure. I think I think like the second watch is going to be even better than the first, to I be agree. honest. Uh, I agree. So, yeah. Uh, like I said, uh, listen to your own opinion more than the opinions of others. Like, yeah, like so, I, I had people DMing me like, you know, oh, you know, this movie ain't doing good. You know, it, it's not it's not looking that good, man. I, I don't know. I'm like, dude, I'm making up my own mind about this movie. Critics aren't always the gospel word on things i mean look at like i disagree with critics all the time i mean god they gave captain marvel like a 79 percent that movie was not that good at all to me that movie is like i'm on my like towards the bottom of my list and i like brie larson a lot it's just like that movie has no kind of it feels like it was made almost by like a corporation that's what i'm saying and like there's other movies too like i don't think birds of prey was really a good movie honestly i don't think that and there's some movies that i feel like shouldn't have gotten as much shit as they did like i look back at um what is it some of the dc movies honestly although they aren't necessarily great i think they were a little better than critics might have given them credit for and then you look at um even some of the marvel movies man i mean there's some stuff that i felt was even overrated like I hate to say it, I think Shang-Chi was a little overrated. I do, being honest. From for myself at least. Mm. I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's a bad movie at all. I, I liked it. But do I think it was a ninety two percent and one of the best Marvel movies ever? I wouldn't go that far personally. Well here's personally. the thing. Here's the thing how like Rotten Tomatoes works and a lot of people don't understand this. No, I I know how it works, but um it's for, like, the people, for the people. Like if you give if everyone if a hundred percent of critics gave a a movie three out of five stars exactly. or six out of ten that's a hundred percent that is a hundred percent and it would say a hundred percent and you would say holy shit this movie's one of the best movie of all time but and that's you... the thing shang chi is safe it is a very safe movie it's a good it's just it's a good time it's a good time with cool characters and good action and that's that's what it is and i love it for that and i appreciate that it exists and uh yeah, me too no it's a, it's a fun movie i like its place in the mcu and i enjoy it i just don't like it as much as other people necessarily but i still love it i like it i love eternals more personally but i we're having I a good the, year we're having a good uh, yeah year. we're having a good year i like the broken family aspect I, it seems like something that that's Marvel kind of been really a focus i mean the last three movies really black widow shang chi and yeah. eternals were all focused on family largely and guardians of the galaxy always focused on family as well yeah and that and like how Peter Quill doesn't like he's kind of struggling with like Yondu and that kind of and the people that raised him versus his birth parents versus, you know, the new family that he's carved out for himself. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, it seems like family is has always been a key dynamic for Marvel when especially with like the teams, like the team ups and shit, uh-huh. uh, especially like Avengers as well. They're a family as well. So. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you, man. But um, 
I guess that wraps it up for me. Do you have any final final thoughts that you want to let out or? Yeah, I'm just glad that I'm not dying after that gigantic cough that I let off like okay. a few minutes ago. Like I really thought for a moment that was it. But other than that, I'm just very happy with the movie. And like I said, go in, see the movie for yourself. If you like yep. it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. That's life. Uh, you know, that's the beauty of film is that, you know, your opinions are subjective and like you can just go in to see a movie and make up your own mind about it. And, uh, you know, there are a bunch of movies that I like that didn't get the best reviews. And there are a bunch of movies that I didn't like that actually did get good reviews. And it's like, you know, that's the thing of film. So if, uh, if, if you're on the fence about going to see Eternals and you're a big Marvel fan, I say, hey, go see it. Go see what you think. Come back to us and uh, interact with us on the Cape Time podcast. Absolutely, man. I'm excited for the future of this podcast. We have a new format going on. We didn't even talk about that, but as you can see, it's got something new going. It's fun, and um, we have a lot of ideas cooking, man. We got a lot coming up, and um, and we're gonna fix that stream. We're gonna fix the streaming aspect. Yeah, we we still got some tech issues, but we're working on it. We're gonna. I don't care what I have to do. I'm gonna work like the whole day on that, making sure that. That, that that issue is not happening again. We are fixing that yeah. immediately. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, man. But um, this has been a pleasure as always, man. I'm excited for the future of Marvel and the podcast. And as always, this has been another wonderful episode of Cape Time. See you, everybody. Peace out, everyone.